Welcome back. Welcome back to Pop Pinion. Pop Pinions. Episode 148. Eight. Four is half of eight. So 148, and we're two away from 150. I think I just got a nosebleed trying to. What does the one do then? It's just there. Oh, it's just there. It's just chilling. Okay. Yep. Case, how are you doing? I am good. I am sore. Back at Orange, uh, do my workouts. Um, we've really gone on a full mission this week. Mission Impossible, you say? Uh, we've gone on a full mission, and uh, so yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Uh, cottage was fun. We're back at home. No more cottage episode, and that's that. How are you? Um, outside of you being loosey goosey. Yeah, I'm loosey goosey this summer, guys. It's my new thing. I'm trying not to be. It's like I have a very type A personality, and everything needs to be planned, and we need to end this summer. I'm just being loosey goosey. I don't want to commit to stuff outside of the stuff you've committed to. Okay, well, like a couple things, obviously, but I'm just saying, like you know, I just want to be loose. It's been a good joke of this summer. I know. Um, but I'm doing good. Uh, second half of baseball underway. I know you're really excited about that Blue Jays Dodgers game. Yep. Uh, football. Football is like, it's just like right around the corner. Yeah. I'm watching, uh, Netflix's quarterback because I'm going to, I'm going to start this. I don't know if this starts a rumor, but I'm going to make a little prediction. I love it. Um, I think Netflix is going to make some financial move to get sports like to get some oh, kind okay. of live sports i think that's going to be their move because wow. they're making like they've done f1 golf tennis football i saw today they have a tour de france okay like, uh documentary i think they're doing all of this to make some kind of big move yeah yeah okay so i want to i want just i want to you want it there. on record yeah when it happens you want you want to be able to say i told you because everybody. it's gonna because we've already nfl not full time, but they are partnering with YouTube TV, so maybe not the NFL. But I think they're going to make some kind of sports move. Sports is moving into the the streaming service world. Well, it's because like there's so many streaming services. Like now, I think people are getting picky about like which ones you you get, and you they're expensive monthly. Like it all adds up. Like yeah, okay, it's only eight ninety nine for Disney or nine ninety nine. But when you have Netflix and Crave and uh, Prime, which you you're not going to give up Prime because it gives you Amazon, right? Like it's like that's where do you that's the easiest one to justify having? Well, yeah, like we're fine. Like you just get it. Yeah, you just it's just there, right? But yeah, then it's Netflix, it's Paramount Plus. Yeah, everyone is just starting their own. Like we don't even get like like we have Crave. That's our HBO equivalent. But then like Crave also has it's gotten like friends and the office like it's kind of a a very out there kind of thing okay so i think careful there my friend those are two of my favorite shows just no not those two i just they made big moves crave making big moves yeah those shows but um i think sports is moving into a streaming service kind of world nice so i wanted to get that out there Uh, but netflix quarterback i'm almost done the third episode they most of them are eight episodes it's incredible to see like people don't really understand how hard the quarterback position is. And I think if you are even some, even honestly, I'd say if, even if you're not a sports fan, they, 
explain enough for you to understand the like physical toll, the mental toll, which is doesn't get talked about enough. How much you have to know mm-hmm. to play the position. Totally. And then just the personalities they have. It's already been renewed for a season two. Okay. Which is going to happen during this season. So mm-hmm. that'll be interesting to see what kind of personalities, especially for Netflix to get Patrick Mahomes, which for anyone who doesn't know, that's the best player in the NFL. Highest by, paid. Uh, oh, not, not highest paid okay. because... Ever, highest ever, paid quarterback? Nope. Oh, wow. Everyone okay. just wants that one-ups each other. Oh, like, I think so he's probably the fourth or fifth highest paid now because wow. every guy that gets a new contract gets paid more. My God, so gross. So he is the best player in the world and he's got some he's got some personality that people haven't seen before this show right so good on good on check out the joat show where he talks about sports yeah um outside of that uh at the cottage the night before we left we watched book smart yeah just recreation recreational just you know for fun we did yeah so this week um as told last week this episode we were supposed to watch i was supposed to watch jennifer's body jack was going to watch idiocracy i actually couldn't find jennifer's body um and then we did a triple header yep of movies so we're like let's just talk about those movies and then still do our rotten tomatoes challenge yeah why why smiling it just it just you were doing good and then you just not you didn't stumble or anything, but I felt like you. Well, I didn't know what it was called. Like it just the Rotten Tomatoes. Which one's higher? Which one's higher? So, yeah. So we're gonna talk about the movies we saw. So we got back Monday at about five o'clock, right? Four thirty, five o'clock. Yep. We unpacked the truck and then we were in the car for nine hours. Unpacked the truck and then literally walked over to the movie theater for a six forty show. To see Barbie. Barbie was the first on my list. I took some convincing with Jack. Luckily, um, I the... just I just want to say that I I don't think I got much of a say. Like I, I don't. No, I think you I... got outnumbered. Yeah, I got outvoted. Which you, you know, did get it outvoted. I felt like um before oh, uh, the weekend. Yeah. Are uh, we just like starting now? Are we starting to talk about it? Yeah. Why not? Because uh, I got? didn't like write down the time when we started. Okay. Start now. Okay. Okay. Um, I think for like leading into the weekend, I really wanted um my my money to go to Barbie first. I felt very strongly about it. I felt like um I was just I wanted us to go to the Barbie. I don't know. Just I was just go Barbie. Let's go Barbie. So we go to the show, and all five of us. Even even the little Megster went. Yep. Which is surprising. She doesn't she doesn't like the movies. First full theater I've been in in a long time. It was packed, like packed, and it was super cute seeing everyone dressed up. There was a lot of people in pink. There was you wore pink. Yeah, I was gonna say including me. Um, and uh, there were a lot of kids there, which um we will talk about. I don't know if it's it's not really a kids movie. Not that it's inappropriate. But I think a lot of it will go over their head. It's not fun. Like, it's such a hard thing. Like, it is a fun movie. There are fun scenes and there are funny parts. But the overall theme of the movie would go over kids' heads, right? Mm -hmm. So, again, not inappropriate. Um, So, anybody doesn't know, because you live under a rock, Greta Gerwig is the writer-director of this. uh, Stars, go ahead for the stars. Did you write it down? 
No. Okay. Uh, Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, Simu Lee, Liu, 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 Liu. Um, Will Ferrell, Rhea Perlman. Do you want me to start going? Start going. Jump Is- in. Issa Rae, Emma oh, Mackey, yeah. um, the girl from X Men that I can't remember her name. Kate McKinnon, uh, Kingsley Benadier. Um, yeah, that's kind. Of- oh, okay. uh, Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. Ian. No, Alan. Alan. Okay, so just the overall themes is it is a very women empowerment movie, um, but it also focuses on a lot of the societal pressures that women have. It has a lot of mother daughter bond. Yeah, wait, stuff. we didn't even say America Ferrera. Oh my god, America Ferrera, like, star, star of the show. Yeah, she really killed it. Um, and the patriarchy, like that's those are your themes, right? Um. And it is with we aren't going to give spoilers, but I'm just giving you an overview of what the movie's about. Um, she's in Barbie. Margot Robbie is in a Barbie, as they all are Barbies. Uh, and each Barbie, every Barbie has their thing. Yeah, like, it's like Doctor Bar- Barbie, President Barbie. Yeah, but then you know the patriarchy has just gotten torn down because Kens are just Kens. Yeah, we don't have special Kens. No. They're just normal Kens. Just normal Kens. And I just don't understand how any movie could just take a gender and just push them to the side and just make them a one-dimensional character. I don't understand. Anybody who knows, he is being so... He's just being sarcastic, and he's quoting Pierce Morgan. (laughs) Right? Pierce Morgan or Ben Shapiro, whichever one you want. Uh, Which we will talk about their responses. Um, So, like, for me... Okay, so she's in Barbie, and then she needs to go to the real world. We're not going to say why. Let's just say she needs to go to the real world, and she sees what what she thinks the real world is is not what it is. It's the patriarchy. It is the patriarchy. Women are not who she thinks they are. Because in Barbie world, the women are in charge. The women are in charge and they are, but they still all work together. But the women are in charge. Yes. And um, I think it just shows, it just, it just in a very nice, subtle easy way of just how different like when she goes to the real world what she experiences immediately she just to give you a little tiny example it's not a spoiler but a tiny example is the minute she is in the real world she feels unsafe you know and I think some women don't feel unsafe and that great I'm glad I I I'm aware of my surroundings I've I am don't want to ever put myself in a position where I would feel unsafe. Um, but I am aware if I go for a walk, everyone knows where I'm going. <clears throat> everyone knows where I'm going. And that is because of men. Yeah, it is like, it's just, it is just what it is. Right. So I think they do a really good job when she goes to the school. I'm not going to say why she goes to the school, but when she does go to the school and she meets four girls did you know that they are the, the brats, brats yeah. dolls? That's I thought cool. that was so cool. Like, I just thought it was such an homage to Bratz and Barbie having their, you know, their battle. And, you know, um, overall, though, I think it was it was funny. It was very thought provoking. It was existential crisis. It was you know, the one scene at the end, um, it, like if you're not crying, I, I don't know. Cause it was pretty emotional. Um, it was beautifully movie in my opinion. It was beautifully done. 
there is a lot of backlash. Men don't like this movie. And Pierce Morgan being one of them, Ben Shapiro, I hate even saying their name because I don't want to give them any airtime, but I have to. So Pierce Morgan, this is his quote. Quote, okay, this is word for word of what he said. If I ever made a movie that treated women the way Barbie treats men, feminists would execute, would want me executed. Okay, so every movie... is like that's how women are treated in almost every movie the way Ken was treated Ken was never in danger for his life he was just not a priority and men did not like that right he was not unhappy in the movie he just wasn't it the movie wasn't about him mm-hmm. um you know there the 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 Kens were there in Barbie land to make the Barbies look good or they were just there to be good right Just like Margot Robbie was in Wolf of Wall Street to make that look good, right? Like, to be there to make Leonardo DiCaprio good. Yeah, to be a supporting one-dimensional character. Yeah, and that's exactly what this movie is, just in reverse. And men are really struggling with it. I feel like we should justify that it's uh, fragile men. Fragile men. Thank you, Jack. That is exactly what it is. Men that cannot... They, they just, it, this blows their mind that what, how are we being treated like this? Like yeah. it, it is, it's shocking actually. Like men that are secure and strong and they, they should watch this movie and, and be proud of what Greta Gerwig did and all of them. And like proud of the outcome too, of like how it all ends. And yeah, you know? like, is it, and really, is it a bad thing to be a Ken? Probably for like, the Ken specifically in this movie, you don't really want to act how he acts, but also sometimes in the world you're a Ken. Yeah. Yeah. Other times you're Barbie. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you enjoyed it. Yeah. It was, it was the one thing I walked away thinking this movie is going to hit harder for women. And Mm -hmm. I know, and I knew that. So when we left, I was like, very good movie. No issues whatsoever with it. I just knew that it wasn't, not that it wasn't for me, because it's a Barbie movie. It could be for anyone, but I just knew it wouldn't have, I don't want to say as much of an effect, but no. as much of like an emotional response. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I totally understand where you're coming from. It's, it is definitely made for women. And I think it would be great for, you know, the girls, like I've been re- listening to this podcast and they're talking about how girls, um, stop raising their hands in class like this is a whole movement going on right now of like girls get to a certain age where they start acting meek and and you know in the beginning when they're first born they're strong and they're whatever and then slowly it just becomes this thing that women you know girls sorry start that's just one example right they stop raising their hands they don't feel as confident whatever right I think a girl so this movie is pg-13 and I think 12 and up would really benefit from this movie. I think the youngers might not get it. Mm-hmm. A lot of it will go over their head, but I think it's I think it's a really important movie, and I'm glad they made it. And like I will go tomorrow, I will go tonight again and see it. Like I just feel like now that I've seen it once, like I now I want to take it in even more. Right? There are some beautiful lines and beautiful quotes, and yeah, I just thought it was really well done. So, hats off. Mm-hmm. Will it be an Oscar contender? Jack and I were talking about it. Um, I guess 
so yeah, America, what I wrote, America Ferreira, unbelievable. That monologue she has about uh. being a woman is just incredible. Um, I want to shout out the sex education trio. Yeah. Uh, Emma Mackey, Shudi Gatwa, and Connor Swindles, who are uh, specifically the first two are, they are Ken and Barbie together, mm-hmm. which I really liked that touch. Yeah. Uh, Connor Swindles also in it, but he's on the executive side. He's on the Will Ferrell team. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kate McKinnon as Weird Barbie. Oh, God, she was amazing. She was so good. Like, good isn't even the right word. She was just, yeah, it was pretty great. Um, and Will Ferrell, we kind of, I guess we didn't, it's not, outside of just him being a Mattel executive, he just... He's the CEO. CEO, that's true. Yeah. Um, the, Ken, the Kens just played their role so well. Um, Helen Mirren as the... Uh, narrator and there's one joke in particular that is just (laughs) amazing self-awareness yeah it really hit hard it was funny uh the michael Sarah as alan and there's no repeats of alan there's just the one alan yeah which is meant i took it as meant to represent the men that are more feminist side or not even you don't have to be a feminist but you don't have to be a ken or Uh, not sorry not a ken like uh i didn't wear my feminist i know you didn't you were gonna wear it um not even on the fat like just like women like they're just i don't know we respect women equal Equal women that's all we want right yep and then oscar i think at this point i think it's a best picture nominee yeah i think so too i would be pretty surprised and i'd be surprised if greta didn't get original screenplay and director um i also put best actress marco robbie yeah probably gets a nomination even though i don't think she wins i think she gets nominated yeah and then even though they wouldn't do this like ryan gosling if he got nominated it would be for actor but really he should be they should put him because they you put up your where you yeah where you want them he should be nominated as a supporting actor because that's what he is for sure that's that is exactly what he is. Yeah. Even if he's the second billing like, on the movie, the movie is called Barbie. It's not Barbie and Ken, yeah. which they make it very clear. They make that very clear that this is not Ken's story. It is Barbie's story. And uh, if the fragile man can handle it, then don't watch it. But then don't also make 30 38 minute videos, YouTube videos on how much you hate the movie, you know, because you feel underrepresented or whatever your whatever your feelings are. Right. Um, the only part that I'm a little worried about is the after Mattel after effect that this movie works so well that now apparently there are 14 mm. properties already in active development, right? Uh, which includes Barney, Polly Pocket, Hot Wheels, Magic Eight Ball, Uno, Rock'em Sock'em, Robots, uh, Robots, Robots, uh, Christmas Balloon, Thomas and Friends, American Girl, Viewmaster, Matchbox, Wishbone, Major matt mason and master of the universe there's so many of those that just don't make sense for a movie like the only part that i saw was funny is that uno movie should be an hour and a half of people arguing about the rules right yeah but like even the Polly pocket apparently it's um gonna star lily collins directed by lena dunham like that's that's a pretty quick like like obviously this could just be a rumor yeah in development but that's a pretty quick like turnaround I think we should let this one permeate a little bit. And I think it worked because of what Barbie represented. I think it worked for this movie. But when I hear those other things on the list, like I don't, 
I don't know how that would look, right? Yeah. Um, and I just, anybody, if you ever want to come to my uh, Mojo Dojo Casa house, <laughs> yeah, you're always welcome. <laughs> nice. This is good. Uh, so then that takes us to Tuesday. Jack and I go to a matinee and see Mission Impossible. It's part one, Dead Reckoning. <laughs> part seven. I don't know. It's so many things. It's like Mission Impossible 7, Dead Reckoning, part one. That they should have just made it the whole title. Just, Mission Impossible 7, Dead Reckoning Part 1. It should have just been, yeah. just tell me everything. Or just call it, like, because after Mission Impossible 3, we just stopped with the with the numbers. Now yeah. it's just names. Yeah. So it is the seventh Mission Impossible movie. But it's Part 1. Of Dead Reckoning. <laughs> I, I think the next one is the last one, too. I've heard that that's, well... I think that's it for maybe Tom Cruise. I don't know, man. This guy doesn't age. Like I have to say, um, so over, I'll just say my overall for the movie. Um, very confusing storyline for me. It's about AI and I don't understand it. Um, great action scenes, like doesn't disappoint. Some of them are a little long. Like we were saying on the way home, like, like the car chasing is so good, but it does get a little long. Like, okay, like find a way out of this. It's getting boring. Um, there's train, there's, um, you know, the motorcycle stunt that I think everybody has seen now. Um, so great, great action and, uh, just fun. I mean, if you like mission impossible, like, you're like, it's great, right? You're not going to lose. Like, I don't know. It's good. Um, we've added Haley Atwell, so she was great. Um, you know, Rebecca Ferguson, Ving Rhames, uh, Simon Pegg, like everybody's back again and yeah. So I don't know. Um, so yeah, definitely too long. The, the stunts are definitely too long. Um, the AI villain is, is relevant to the world. It is. It's confusing though. You guys, (laughs) um, the beginning, um, the beginning, I'm so sorry. It's okay. The beginning uh, submarine uh, sequence is just, it's very good, but Mm -hmm. it's just like, it's almost just like poor timing of just the world with the submissive thing that happened. Yeah. Yeah. We were both like, (laughs) oh, it's not good. Um, I never want to criticize a movie for including women in powerful roles, but it like it just kind of feels forced to me right, right like it doesn't feel rebecca ferguson's character paula Patton. like those felt natural oh vanessa kirby though vanessa kirby is very good as the she villain she is i mean just her face alone she could sit there and not do anything and her face like she's really good she's she's really good villain Haley atwell is a little is a little damsely she has moments where she is because she is talented in her role of mm-hmm. what she does God, i don't want to say um and she is very talented in it but she has moments and so they make her very strong and very like you know she's kind of had to fight her way in the world type character and then like these little things happen and she's like nah, nah. and i'm like no 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 like that's not what you were representing yourself if you're a damsel in distress just be that right like i was like i don't know like just how feisty she was it didn't make sense when she would be like figure it out that's what you've done your whole life right yeah Yeah. um the opening thing uh tom cruise of christopher mccrory because apparently now we have to do this for every movie of like thank you for coming to the theaters and it's like (laughs) 
why? Why do we have to do this? Yeah. Um, Tom Cruise, I had to have been sick. Yeah. Because Christopher McQuarrie's like, you know, thank you guys for coming to the movie. Like, we really appreciate you seeing this on the big screen. And then Tom Cruise is like, thank you for getting him. Like, oh my God, did Vin Diesel step in for him? We both looked over at each other like, what is happening? Why is he speaking like that? But he didn't talk like that through the movies. So you're good. It must have just been a sick thing. But. Yeah, so I don't know when the next one comes out, part two. Believe, well, obviously we have some question marks. If, yeah, uh, so everything's yeah. getting pushed now, and so. Uh, the Like, it's reportedly next year, but who knows how yeah. that is going to go down. Um, I also wanted to unpromptly give you Mission Impossible movie rankings. Oh, okay. Um, one and two, we just. We just ignore those two, usually. Oh, they're a part of, I meant like first place, first and second place, I would say in the movies are to me, like they're interchangeable because we disagree. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My one is Ghost Protocol and two Rogue Nation. Yeah. Which would you reverse? You would reverse reverse it. Yeah. Mine Rogue Nation's my favorite with Jeremy Renner. And then, um, I do like Ghost Protocol. Also with Jeremy Renner. But he's... He just gets added in. I know, I know what you mean. Like, not, Jeremy Renner's in a main role in Rogue Nation. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say three and four, which ironically third is the third one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and f- number four, Fallout. Fallout, yeah. I would say those are interchangeable. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, fifth, I put Dead Reckoning, part yeah. one. Yeah, Um, And then sixth, I put the first one. And then seventh, I put the second one. Okay, so six, I would say the second one. And I thought... Like, the only thing I liked in the first one was when everybody died. Well, just because <laughs> because the setup of it was so incredible and you didn't see it coming. And I mean, if you haven't seen it by now, like, sorry uh, for the spoiler there. Everybody dies. From the movie in 1996. Yeah. So, and, like, it's not as action. Like, it's not, I don't know, just, I don't think it holds up as well. Like, it got, it just got, it keeps getting better and better. What's the one who's on the, on the plane? Is that Ghost Protocol? No. Um, no, I think that's Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation, like yeah. Like, it begins with that, yeah. right? Yeah. Hey, and he's trying to open the door, Simon right. Pegg. He's my favorite. Ever since they added him, I just think it's like... He was a little underutilized in this one. He was a little bit, yeah. It was... Like, there were moments that were really fun. Like, in the airport was really good. He was good there. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't really... He wasn't... Yeah, he wasn't a huge... Role. maybe he was i don't know you guys no it's good like it's entertaining like you're not going there for it's a popcorn movie you're not going there for this is gonna be some big oscar yeah no it's i if it got if it got one oscar nomination i would be surprised like it might get editing or sound or it might get something like that but probably not yeah but wednesday we then go last night late uh, eight o'clock movie to see Oppenheimer. Yes, the, the speaking of Oscar movies, third out of three. Get ready for some Oppenheimer Oscar buzz and when nominations come out. Like we were, I said it last night. Does it over under five and a half nominations, oh, which definitely. seems low? Maybe if it's like eight and a half. Yeah, eight and a half. I think about it more. Five and a half. I was like easily over, easily because you're gonna get Christopher Nolan for sure. You're gonna get a screenplay. I think. Because I would assume it's an adapted from a book, from yeah, the book Prometheus. Prometheus. And then it's um, cinematography. And then you don't even get me started on the actors and actresses. Well, the actresses won't get anything, but the actors will. So, like, it's, I think it'll be, I think it'll be huge. Mm-hmm. 
I had best picture director actor supporting actor supporting actress cinematography sound yeah that sounds about right and it could be more definitely could be more especially like the um supporting actor you could make a realistic case for two for two of robert downey jr and matt damon to both get nominated for sure for sure like they both were like the only word i can come up with is extraordinary but then killy murphy it's 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 like they're extraordinary and whatever's like above that that's what he is and he is in almost every scene i don't know i was like this guy must have been filming this movie for a year like because it's a big movie it's like a a big blockbuster type movie and um he's playing a real person so anybody who doesn't know sorry i guess we should say it is the man it is j robert oppenheimer who um was he's the the what do they call the father of the atomic bomb Mm -hmm. so he he didn't like listen he didn't create it himself he had a whole team of like 30 40 people but he is the guy who's the face he is the face i guess he was kind of more the main guy um it's a long movie i'm not gonna lie okay it's long first of all i was thinking about this and i was like would i have felt the same way if i saw a five o'clock show because i go to bed early I'm starting this three-hour movie at 8 o'clock. I got Buddy beside me who checks his phone every three minutes. Thank God, check- thank God he dropped his phone. Then he couldn't check it he anymore. He couldn't check it. I was like, thank you. Just drop it because I've never seen anybody check his phone so much. And then I think he knew I was annoyed because he started like covering it a little bit. Because yeah. I was like, "Why? what is so important? Don't be at the movies if you have something that important going on that you have to check your phone. Yeah. Like, And he wasn't a young kid. Like, He was like probably in his 30s or something. Like, Holy obsessed. Millennials. Ugh, damn millennials. Um, first hour, we both said, was it was a little bit kind of slow. Yeah, yeah, slow, establishing. Like, it yeah, kind like, of makes sense when you get to the second hour of like how you had to get there. Yeah, like you have to know the process of how do we get to we're building an atomic bomb? Like you can't just be like, hey, we're just going to do this. So they did have to kind of get some setup and they had to introduce. There's a lot of characters too, a lot like you. Ha- I, I don't even try to remember them. Um, I would just wait until they showed me the face and I'd be like, oh, OK, that guy. Right. Um, I mean, luckily, there's only like two women in the movie. So like you don't have to worry. It's just mostly the men you have to figure out, which is fine because that was the time. I'm not upset about it. That's the true story of how it happened, right? I could just hear John Leguizamo now saying, like, why weren't there Latino people yeah, casted? Know, and it's yeah. like, well, because they weren't. And it's like, you're not going to change historical events to appease, like, no, the general a, a, public. As they should not. They should keep that as true to the storyline as they can, which I, I, well, I don't know a lot about it, but it seemed pretty great. Yeah, the... um believe i saw anything in black and white is mm-hmm. like what happened well, because that would be transcripts so you can't right like because yeah. that's that was like transcripts <laughs> i don't want to say but it's like it could be like court stuff maybe or like possibly something along though maybe not if it's not a court but something that has actual transcripts so yes that makes a lot of sense and the other was probably a little more anything i think you could say anything in color is hollywoodized like yeah. again you have another not so it's not court they'll, they'll tell you it's not court but it sure felt like court um any pretty much most things involving oppenheimer himself are in color 
Yeah. So yeah. I think that's kind of where you play it. Like, there's some things that are Hollywoodized. Like, someone's like, I'll bet you my month's salary that this thing is going to work. And it's like, okay, did they really? I mean, it could have happened, but that's one of those, like, that's one where I saw that happen. I'm like, okay, they Hollywoodized that. I don't think anyone's making a bet like that. Like, people are walking around like, okay, who wants to take bets on this? Yeah. And it's like, are scientists really betting, betting on this thing that could and happen? It's like, a big thing. Like, Pretty important. <laughs> yeah. I think that um, I'm, Christopher Nolan just has this eye and this way of setting up like scenes to me that is it, it is a notch above the normal. Like it, it's just incredible. Like he some of the scenes were just so beautifully shot and the sound like his choice of when to put sound in things and when not. Like I was saying on the way home, like Dunkirk, like he he makes bold choices to me and, and I love it. I'm here for it, but this would not be the type of movie I would watch again. I'm good. I got it. Um, whereas other movies he's made, I would watch again. So like, I don't know if that, it doesn't matter. It's just, it was one of those got it. Great. Mm, yeah. Now I don't need to watch it next year for the Oscars. <laughs> We've seen it. Um, so yeah, I def I wrote down just a great look at historical events, especially like I didn't, I, same with you. I didn't know that much about it. Um, the bringing in these historical figures is kind of a, is a tricky thing, which I think is done, is done well in this movie where it's not this like big deal Yeah. where it's just like, oh no, here's Heisenberg, here's Einstein, here's these names that like you're gonna like anyone would recognize like those two were the two where i'm like yeah i'm gonna know who those people are um i was shocked that i i don't know why i thought einstein einstein was like in the 1800s or something something like all of a sudden so then i found myself when we got home i'm looking up like when was he born when did he die like and he died in like i don't know it was it wasn't that long ago yeah. like you know it's the same as like picasso he died in 1973 like if you told people that they would be I don't know. Just these people seem old to me. Like this happened a long time ago, but it, it isn't actually that long ago. No. Um, names were definitely like, even for me, I'm someone that I think is pretty. You remember names. You're yeah. very good at names. There was only a few where I'm like, like, oh, like they would say a name. I'd be like, oh, it's this person. Like I'd have to relate it to the actor or actress. Right. Right. Mostly actor. But um there was only a couple where they would say it and I'd be like, oh, it's it's got to be this person, right? And then the one where they kept talking about uh, something Borden from the FBI and I'm like, who is that? And then they'd show him and be like, oh yeah, he was only in a couple scenes. Right, right, yeah. Um, we got to see Florence Pugh's boobs. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Cool, some boobs. Some, Again, just some boob having some women in there, but this <laughs> was a true, true story of, you know, like of her i was about to say what her role was but i don't want to say that so but you know just her her boobs were there yeah yeah uh, um what would you i was gonna say like what, what would know. you rate them no they were great i great felt like boobs. i felt like it was just it was one of those things where it was just unnecessary and the rumor of like the 15 minute sex scene was kind of it's kind of funny like i think people just kind of made that up maybe it does exist somewhere but yeah yeah um, i know so nominate like the nomination specifically robert downey jr should be 100% especially if you've watched his career and you've seen him as Iron Man and you see him in this role like you are gonna be blown away like he is he's just he's really phenomenal yeah Killian should be yes Matt Damon probably will be 
Yeah. I especially feel like almost like the the narrative in terms of the actors have kind of like like the stories have revolved around him outside of the movie where it's like, yeah, I was done acting unless Chris Nolan called. Yeah. So he had. So the backstory is to that he had um, him and his wife were in therapy, he said, and he fully told the story. So I'm not like embellishing it. They were in therapy. He said, I'm going to take a long break from acting unless Chris Nolan calls. That was their deal. And who calls but him? Because he said, you never know when he's working on something. You never know when you're going to get the call. So he wanted to make sure that he was like ready for that call. It's like when I was put on a concert ban list, like I wasn't allowed to buy any more concert tickets. And I said, fair, unless it's Adele or Coldplay. And thank God I said that because Adele, then I got to see her. You know, you have to have stipulations in these rules. Um, Emily Blunt probably should be. I think so. Supporting actress. Supporting. Like she's not in it like a ton of, especially not talking a ton. She's in it quite a bit, but not talking. But um, she was a complicated character. She also did a southern accent kind of yeah and um you know she's british i know like you know regular people do british accents too but i thought she did a good job like it never wavered for me like it never was like oh i heard her accent in there um she's got a couple really powerful scenes to me that really stood out um yeah so i i could i could definitely jump on board with that one i wouldn't do it for florence Pugh though i don't think she's in it enough and i don't think what we got is her full capacity like it's just like it's just a small role yeah it was kind of more her impact her impact off the screen like her the impact of her character is brought up way more than she's in it yeah like yes i agree with that like it's yeah her impact yeah is is seen throughout the movie but her itself is she's not in it a lot um, so yeah, the first hour is slow. The second hour, Oof. one of the best hours of a movie ever. Ever, for sure. Paced beautifully. Um, again, too many people, like other people to be like, oh, this. But the three that I would say stood out are Jason Clark. Yes. Who is the quote unquote prosecutor. But it's not a... It's, it's not, not a, a court. It, it's not a case. It's not a court case. But he is kind of a pro. <laughs> um, Remy Malik. Yep. Who again steps into a not court, but it's pretty much court. Kind of um, thing. And then uh, Benny Safty. Oh, Benny Safty was great. Remy Malik was good, but he, I mean, he's in like one. He's in like three scenes, and they're small, but his impact, impact was definitely incredible, and his delivery of the impact was great. Um, Benny Safty, I loved. Right away, I looked at you. I was like, is that Safty brother? Like, yeah, right? So, yeah, no, it was good. And then uh, the last thing I want to say is anytime Oppenheimer would panic or anything, any kind of stress, mm. I thought that was done consistently and... Um, In a way that you could feel it. Viscerally, yeah. you viscerally you could feel what he was feeling. And they did a very good job at visually showing us mm-hmm. how he felt, which is a hard thing to do, right? Yeah. He did a great job. He did. Yeah. All right. He'll uh, be nominated. Let us get into our Rotten Tomato. Which one's higher? Okay. Um, do we rock, paper, scissors? Or? Yeah. Okay. How many did you do, by the way? Ten. Me too. 
good because we did say 10 <laughs> rock, rock paper, paper scissors, scissors shoot rock paper scissors shoot. oppenheimer scissors beats paper scissors beats paper uh i'm gonna go first great i'm gonna read first okay <laughs> go ahead i got it i knew what you meant all right uh so which one's higher okay uh focus focus audience score audience score or I oh, was sorry, I forgot to say. So uh, you know, I love themes. This is our this is our Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie failing movies. Okay. Uh, focus. Mm-hmm. I don't mean failing in terms of the score, just not as well liked as her other movies. Okay. Um, so focus audience score or Babylon's Rotten Tomato score. Okay. Babylon Rotten Tomato score. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Babylon Rotten Tomatoes higher. Uh, Babylon Rotten Tomato, 56%. Focus audience, 53. Oh, that was right. That is a correct answer. Great. I have um, not a theme, but maybe try and find one. Okay. Okay. Just an extra challenge. (laughs) Oh, I know. Let's call this 2023 movies. Okay. Okay. We have Asteroid City, Rotten Tomatoes, Mm -hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Rotten Tomatoes. (sighs) It's probably going to hurt my heart. I do have Asteroid City on Rotten Tomatoes as well. (sighs) Even if I'm wrong, I'll just say that the Guardians score is higher. Yes. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. It is. It was 82, and Asteroid City was 73. Oh, I have a different score. Oh, do you? Maybe it changed. For Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, I'll tell you that it's not that different. But, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, this next one is New Wes Anderson. Oh, okay. So we have the Rotten Tomato score of both Asteroid City okay. and the French Dispatch. Oh, okay. Asteroid City and French Dispatch. So I think... It's both Rotten Tomatoes, right? Both Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. So because I know Asteroid City, I have 73. You say you have a different one, but that's fine. It's probably around the same. French Dispatch. I enjoyed Asteroid City better, but I could see critics liking French Dispatch better. So I'm going to go with French Dispatch. That would be a correct answer. Friends Dispatch, 75, and I had Asteroid City at 74. Oh, okay. Maybe it changed. Yeah. Maybe upper percent since we've both done it. Maybe. Maybe it's us. <laughs> okay. Um, I have no theme again, except maybe this is still 2023 movies. Okay. Okay. Uh, Blackberry, audience score. Okay. Mission Impossible, part seven, part one. Dead Reckoning audience score. Um, I tried to look and see if I had that number. Sorry, wait. It's audience for both? Or? Yeah. Okay. Audience for both. Blackberry and Mission Impossible. I know people love Mission Impossible, but I think, I feel like Blackberry's is high. So I'm going to say Blackberry. Okay. So I'm going to give you the, I'm going to give it to you because it's a tie. <laughs> and I didn't tell you that there was a tie somewhere on here. Uh, I'm just trying to see if I have any more ties. I don't think I do. Um, they're both 94%. Wow. Which I was pretty like, wow, that's whatever. But I'm going to give it to you. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, all right. This next one is 
the favorite Mission Impossible movie. Okay. So this is, again, the Rotten Tomato score of both Mission Impossible Rogue Nation and Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Okay. And Ghost Protocol. And it's the, sorry. Rotten Tomato of both. Rotten Tomato for both. Okay. <sighs> okay. I know. It's, like, hard not to get your own feelings involved in it. Like, I have to think objectively to what did everyone else like. Yeah. Not just Casey. No. Not just Jack. No. But, the like. Critics. Critics. I'm going to say Ghost Protocol is higher. Uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, 93%. Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, 94 ah! I mean... So critics like your movie better. All right. I mean, by like 1%. So... Um, okay. I'm calling this one Greta Gerwig. Okay. Okay. Ladybird audience score. That's high. I remember that being high. And Little Women audience score. Ladybird. It is not. It's Little Women. Wow. I have Little Women audience score 92, and I have Ladybird 79 audience score wow what would i guess you probably don't know i don't have the other one and maybe there's that that was high wow that's low for ladybird right disrespectful you know i was pretty shocked um all right we got animated sequels okay uh despicable me three audience score score okay and cars two audience score cars two um i'm gonna go with despicable me uh, Despicable Me, 53%. <gasps> wow. Cars 2, 49%. So wow. that is a correct answer. Just by the skin of my teeth there, right? That's a low. Those are low. Okay, Cars 2 isn't very good. No. But Desp- and Despicable Me 3, I don't know if that's the most recent one, but whatever one a lot of people liked because people would go and see it in suits. Oh, okay. And that was apparently funny. Uh, oh, okay. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, my next one is Emma Stone. I have La La Land, Rotten Tomatoes, or Zombieland, Rotten Tomatoes. I, like, I feel like you're... Wait, is she in Zombieland? Yeah, she's the main character. I always think... No, I always confuse Zombieland and Adventureland. Yeah, she's like with Woody Harrelson and... Zombies. Zombies. Uh, I... Th- feel like you're trying to trick me but then also are you not trying to trick me am i trying to trick you into thinking i'm tricking you yeah that's it's a it's one of those two it's either it, you're tricking me or you're trying to trick me right um i'm gonna say la la land yes 91 percent. zombie land 89 okay so that's- it's pretty close like i was like oh all right um, all right, this is our, our horror. Oh, right up my alley. Yep. Uh, we have Scream 7 audience score, so that's the one that came out this year. Is but that the one with um, the uh, little cute little thing, Jenna? Jenna Ortega, yeah. I love her. Sorry, audience score? Yep. Okay. And that because for some reason, uh, Scream 6 is also just called Scream. Okay. So that's, uh, that's not the other one. Uh, the other one is... The audience score of Halloween from 1978. Oh. So our original Halloween. Audience score original. The OG. My gut 
tells me it should be Halloween, the OG. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go scream. No. Um, audience score, though, because now I'm thinking. Did more people. Would more people be more inclined to do the audience score of like now? I'm going to go scream seven. That would be a correct answer. Yeah. Scream 7, 91, Halloween 89. <gasps> Close, though. Wow. Okay, number six. I have um, Marvel. Okay. <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp, the Quantum Matum something. Quantumania. Yep. Quantumanium, the audience score, versus Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse audience score. Um, even I don't care if I'm wrong, Spider-Man. Yes. It's 94% and Ant-Man got 82. Wow. I'm surprised. A lot of people did not like that movie. No, I, I know. I was... still haven't even seen it. Right? Yeah, I could tell your urgency to see it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not racing to see it. Um, all right. We have our live action remakes. Okay. So we have the Rotten Tomato score of both The Little Mermaid. Okay. And Mulan. Don't break my heart here, Jack, okay? Why does everybody hate Mulan? Um, okay, so Rotten Tomatoes, though. So take my emotion out of it. Do critics like Mulan more or Little Mermaid? Well, in fairness, I haven't seen Little Mermaid, but um, I think if you've listened to this podcast, you know my love for Mulan. So even if I'm wrong, I'm going to say Mulan. And I'm glad you went with your gut. Mulan, 72%. Little Mermaid, 67 Ooh, okay. Tried to trick you. You did. Um, this one is called um, Foreign Movies. Okay. Parasite, Rotten Tomatoes, or Minari, Rotten Tomatoes? I'd be pretty surprised if it wasn't Parasite, so I'm going to go Parasite. Parasite, 99%. Minari, 98%. You tried to get me. I know. I tried. (laughs) Yeah. I was actually going to do audience score and then do Minari Rotten Tomatoes, but I didn't know if you would. Anyways, that's what I was going to do. Our next one are the original versus the remake. Okay. So we have Footloose and Footloose. Okay. Um, we have the Footloose 2011 audience score. Audience score. And from 1984, the Rotten Tomato score. Um, if it's not the original, then I'm done playing because that's ridiculous. So you're picking Rotten Tomato 1984? Yes. Uh, uh, I'll start the audience score from Footloose 2011 would be 61%. Okay. The Footloose 1984 Rotten Tomato score, 53. <gasps> that is a shame and a blasphemy. So that's uh, that's it for this episode. That's blasphemy. You said you were done. I'm done. I'm walking out. Oh, my God. That is ridiculous. I also think, though, if it's like older movies, maybe they're not doing it properly. Okay. This one is called... War movies. Okay. Saving Private Ryan audience score against Dunkirk's Rotten Tomatoes score. I remember both of these being on 
the slightly lower side. I'm going to say Dunkirk Rotten Tomato score. So Saving Private Ryan audience score is 95. Oh, never mind. Dunkirk Rotten Tomatoes, 92. Wow. Yeah. I remember it being in like the 70s, oh, like yeah? Saving Private Ryan. Maybe mm. I'm looking at a different site than you. Maybe not Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I'm making up my own. <laughs> um we have thor sequels okay um so we have thor the dark world rotten tomatoes oh, oh rotten tomatoes or thor love and thunder audience score Ooh. okay okay so thor the dark world is like the least good one how would you say that the, the worst I don't want to say the worst. That sounds so mean. Is it is it better than any other movie that Marvel's ever made? Nope. Nope. I know what that sounds mean. Um, it's not. I'll say it's not my favorite of the dark of the Thor. Sure. Okay. Of the Thor, um, Love and Thunder. I didn't love it, but it is probably didn't also thunder it. I didn't, but I do think audience score of Love and Thunder is higher. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder, 77%. Thor The Dark World Rotten Tomato, 68 Okay. So you squeak right. by. Right. Um, this one is called um, Natalie Portman. Uh, Black Swan, audience score. Against Garden State Rotten Tomatoes. So Black Swan, audience score, Garden State Rotten Tomatoes. I feel like I'm not doing very good at this, so I'm going to say Black Swan. Black Swan audience score 84, Garden State Rotten Tomatoes 86. Wow. You're not, why? You've gotten a lot, right? You got one, three. Oh, my God. I totally missed one. Okay. Like, I'm, like I can go back to it. I just didn't do it. So, two, three, four. You have four out of eight. I think you have six. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, six. Uh, two to go? Yep. All right. Uh, this is Christopher Nolan. Oh, Chris. Uh, Memento. His friends, his friends call him Chris, Chris, by the way. Chris okay, Nolan. So that's how, what I call him. Memento. Memento audience score. Okay. Or the prestige audience score. Like, Okay. This is how I would see this. Memento, very confusing, but really well done movie. And you could watch it 15 times in a row and it still probably won't make super sense to you. Yep, not a lot of sense. Prestige, great people in it. I mean, you got Bale and you got Hugh Jackman, Jessica Biel. No, Amy Adams? No. Who is that? Scarlett Johansson. Right. Um, I think feel like people would like prestige more so i'm gonna pres- i'm gonna say that the prestige 92 percent okay memento 94 i could tell by the way you were saying it that was wrong um okay this one i don't um i think i maybe did it because carrie mulligan drive she and drive Anyways, don't it doesn't matter. I she don't think is. I've seen that. She's in it. Um, she's great. <laughs> she's I, she's in Drive. Um, 
So Drive, uh, Rotten Tomatoes against Promising Young Woman audience score. I'm trying to think of like what my instinct tells me and then do the opposite. <laughs> Why? Um, I'm going to say Promising Young Woman. So Drive, Rotten Tomatoes, 93%. Promising Young Woman audience score, 87. So no. Boop, boop. Boop, boop. <laughs> Um, all right, my last one okay. is Michael Jordan themed. Nice. We have Air, audience score. Okay, audience score. Okay. And The Last Dance, Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. I think... God, I haven't seen Air, but... And I don't even know if people like liked it, but I th- think I'm gonna go the last dance rotten tomatoes the last dance rotten tomatoes 97 percent air audience 98 bugger you little bugger how many did i get right one two three four five six six no three four five six okay two three oh i counted one of yours but you got (laughs) It was like, because it went over into my thing. Okay, my last one for you. How many do you have right? One, two, three, four. So you can't win, but can't. you could be one behind me. I could. Um, this is called Animated. <laughs> Zootopia, Rotten Tomatoes, or Frozen Rotten Tomatoes? Um, frozen Rotten Tomatoes. Are you sure? Okay, well, now you're just giving me the answer. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised. I, I know. I was too. Zootopia, 98%. Isn't that insane? I liked it. I loved Zootopia. Not 98%, but... Frozen, 90 hmm. Yeah. Maybe the critics watched it too much with their kids. Maybe. So they started to resent it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I counted this one as mine. <laughs> I was like, one, two, three, four, five. But I got six. And, and you, you're the winner. And you got four. So we can see Barbie first. Okay. Perfect. Done. Check. Check. Um, next week, we have a super fun episode. We do. But you know, it's almost football season, Jack. It is. Football is right around the corner. You so, can check out Netflix's quarterback on Netflix. Um, we have our IMC's Remember the Titans and We Are Marshall. Don't know which one I'm watching. You're watching Remember the Titans. Okay. And then uh, we have Poorly Described Sports Plots. Yeah. I'm not good at this. So tune in because it'll be a fun ride. Are you sure you don't want to just do like real life sports as plots? (laughs) What do you mean? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) No, that's. No, I started it. I just am not. I don't know. I'm not good at it. But it's kind of funny when I'm weird. All right. Let's make one up right now. Um I can just read you one of mine, and then I'll make a different one. Okay. White privilege steps in for big football star. What? White, White privilege steps in for big football star? Yeah. Um, big as in big, not... Like the blind side. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That was good. That was actually really good. Oh, was it? Yeah, white privilege, because <laughs> it's not uh, not about the football field. Okay. White privilege. So maybe I'm not, maybe it's not as bad. No, I'm sure you'll be fine. Okay. Well, now I'll take that one off my list. Okay. Maybe that was my best one though. I don't know. In your your new (laughs) notebook. I know, but my new notebook got, uh, got 
it got a little bit like kind of wet. Look at my kind of my kind of stuck. Look together. at the see it's like oh uh, I have to get a new one. I might because I just started it. So anyways, that's that. Uh, do you want to tell your hair story again? No, I sprayed it though. Okay, today. you didn't wash it. I didn't wash it because it needs to be dyed. So I'm trying to like hold off. Um, but I did spray it after the gym today, guys. So. Uh, so Casey, got anything else I've besides been... that exhilarating story? No, I'm good. Um, all right. Then besides that, we will see you next time. Bye.